I was first intrigued with Citizen Kane back in college. I took a film class, but really appreciated Citizen Kane more as I took an art class. And for my final project, I explored the art of Citizen Kane. So it's been something that I've been in love with for a long, long time. So when I heard that David Fincher was making a film about the writer the screenwriter of Citizen Kane, I said, I gotta check this out. Mank is a film that director David Fincher has been wanting to make for over 20 years. The original screenplay was written by Fincher's father, Jack, back in the 1990s. And after Jack passed away in 2003, the script was shelved for just a bit. Now that screenplay has come to life and David's dedication along with Netflix's belief in the project is allowing it to be seen by many. I believe Mank is as much of a love story to David Fincher's father, Jack, as it is a throwback to classic Hollywood filmmaking. This movie really is pure art, and it's the kind that could have been written and produced back in the 1930s, all the way from the score that was composed by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, to the acting, to the black and white format that was chosen, to the visual editing cue marks, that show up on the screen and the film grain and the scratches that pop up as well. It really is a perfectly classic Hollywood film in that sense. The cinematography, the lighting, the shot selections at times, I think they were completely modeled after Citizen Kane. Herman J. Mankiewicz, or Mank as we know him in this film, he was a brilliant writer of stage and screen. He was an alcoholic. He was full of wit and wisdom, sarcastic wisdom, mind you. He also had no problem with authority. And yeah, he was a jerk at times, pretty much to anyone that would allow him to be. And if they gave him a chance, yeah, he, he would be a jerk to them. That shows quite well here. Yet, Mank had this way of connecting and having relationships with vagabonds who had nothing but the clothes on their backs, as well as all of those who had the world in the palm of their hands. All of these things played out with Mank and, and they allowed him to take on the challenges that life would throw at him. And I think all of these things played really well for Mank as he was creating this legendary script for Citizen Kane. He looked at his past, he looked at his present, and I think he looked at where the future of the United States and the world may be going to help provide inspiration and motivation for Citizen Kane. The film does follow the journey of this writer who was implementing all those inspirations of life around him into the screenplay that would ultimately land him an Oscar. We also get an understanding of, of Mank's hard living and how that impacted his writing along the way. Through encounters with William Randolph Hearst to encounters with studio heads and Mank's work in the studio system, these scenes really, I think, help tell the story of Mank through flashbacks, through his spotlight on vices, his family dysfunctions, his politics, and his self-destructive choices were all on display right here in the movie Mank. Time shifts, much like we saw in Citizen Kane, on-screen script descriptions, extreme close-ups, some quick takes, all of these things add to a very Citizen Kane-like feel at times. The acting leads, I can't forget that, Gary Oldman, Lily James, Amanda Seyfried, Charles Dance and many more. They're all wonderful. Uh, Oldman, he may get some awards love 
for this film. Uh, stick around. I think that may be coming. Observations of politics, wealth, the Hollywood studio system, and social class questions are really all on full display here. And this film offers themes that look at propaganda and the weaponizing of rumors and untruths. And I got to tell you, if you take the time, you'll find that these things are as relevant today as they were back then. This really is not for the general audience. Uh, this is a movie for film buffs, uh, fans of Citizen Kane, historians, and those who want to get deeper in the narrative. Those are the ones that are going to find Mank a film for them. It does require investment. It does require very careful engagement. There's one scene in particular, uh, and while it's important to the story, it's probably at about the 53 minute mark. That is a very long scene of a conversation. That's kind of a throwback to what we would see in some of the films of the 30s. It worked here, but it's not going to work for everybody. So there were some long takes, some scenes of, of extended, and I mean exclusively extended, dramatic dialogue that will require your complete attention, including one from Oldman that is over six minutes long. And that one, by the way, is quite spectacular. Mank is a film that, for me, felt like a cross between Don Quixote, Shakespeare, and a classic Hollywood film. And I appreciated that. I wanted that. I needed something like that. So if you're looking for a movie like Fight Club or maybe a Michael Bay shoot 'em up explosion-filled film, this one is not for you. The movie has a runtime of two hours and 11 minutes, so it will take your time, as I mentioned before. It's one that I really think I needed at this time. I appreciated it. I, again, a fan of Citizen Kane. Bring me to the point. If you haven't seen Citizen Kane, watch that movie first. Mank is engaging for me, and I found it to be the most creatively imagined biopic of 2020. Yeah, I said biopic just because I can. The movie gets an A-plus on the artistic journey landscape, bringing this film to life. Can't believe it happened. I'm glad it did. It's a B rating for a general audience, so I'm going to split it kind of in the middle and give this an A rating right here. I'm Noel T. Manning II. Thank you so much for spending time with us right here on this Meet Me at the Movies Quick Take.